The Athletic. Totally Football Show, European edition. Today we're into the final straight around the continent. We look ahead to our first European final, Rangers against Frankfurt and Seville. Hear why next year might be different in the Bundesliga. Catch up with a range of teary farewells around the leagues and discover why the Serie A title race is anything but over. All that and much more coming up in this Totally Football Show in association with Paddy Power. Week beginning 16th of May. Hello, listener. Hope you're ready for some top tales of continental action. I know I am. We've got Julian Laurence here with us today, Alvaro Romeo, James Horncastle, and also Christoph Beerman. Hello, Christoph. Hello, everyone. Bonjour. Hello, bonjour. Right. Hello. Talk. Mm. Bundesliga wrapping up this last weekend. We're on to the final weekend ahead of us in Spain, France, and Italy. And, of course, we've got our first European final as well. Crikey, Christoph, you must be excited about that. I am. A lot of Frankfurt supporters and Glasgow Rangers supporters are. I mean, the, the numbers of, of people coming to Sevilla, I mean, it's it's just astonishing. Um, it's between forty and 50,000 uh, Frankfurt supporters coming to uh, Sevilla. And um, and I think it's, it's 70 to 80,000 uh, Rangers supporters, if that's true. You know probably know more about it. Christoph, do uh, Frankfurt have a club legend like Graham Soonis telling their, their fans to behave in, uh, in, in Sevilla? Uh, which... <laughs> do, do, do you think it's, it's, it's necessary? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the biggest club legend died this year, Jürgen Grabowski, who, who was uh, the record player in many respects, and he won the World Cup in 1974 with uh, Germany as a Eintracht Frankfurt player. And uh, so he can't be the man. There are others. Charlie Körbel, famous for being the Bundesliga player who made the most of the matches, uh, not in Frankfurt, only of all players. But but I think he's also not the the man to tame um, fifty thousand Frankfurt supporters. So, yeah and uh, yeah and uh, as we had said in in, in recent uh, in recent weeks, I mean Frankfurt is is taking the Bundesliga as kind of preparation tournament for for their international duties, um, and um, we we will see them. I think. Well prepared for the final. Um, okay. Uh, well, we'll get your thoughts on the big clash with Rangers very, very shortly. We'd like to begin, though, with a moment of the weekend with Paddy Power. Who'd like to start us off? Alvaro. James, of course, my moment of the week is uh, the moment of the week of a person who is very well known here in the UK. I'm talking about Hector Bellerin, and I did like his moment a lot because... Uh, he had uh, with his father at Benito Villamarín um, after the game, Betis played, because that was probably his last game with the Betis Sherton. And his father is a long-time Betis supporter, and Hector Bellerín is as well. And it was a very emotional moment. His father and Hector just uh, hugging each other at Benito Villamarín on, on the grass, yes, and right after the game. Mm. Poignant. Jules, goodbyes perhaps in Paris. It may be. I think my moment of the week is the... Um uh, the players' awards that were given out on Sunday night in Paris, uh, given by the players, so the, the, the kind of the PFA 
uh, awards that you have in um, in England. And Kylian Mbappé, of course, as expected, was the player of the year for the third season in a row. And he said, I've decided. I know. I know what I'm doing. And then he went almost, almost there. So I'd, either you have decided or you haven't decided, but like, almost doesn't mean anything. Uh, and he said that we will know soon. He would announce this soon before before the national team get together uh, in June. So yeah, it's just a matter of then. And after the Champions League final, maybe. Ah, it sounded sound like, it sounded like more before that than after. A lot of people are saying by the 28th of May, but uh, yeah, not yeah. to unsettle Real Madrid, you know. Mm. All right. I think he did. But because he's going to say that he's staying, so we don't care about the final. <laughs> <laughs> Christoph, your moment of the weekend. Yeah, it was a goal uh, scored in 90 plus two minutes uh, for Stuttgart by their team captain, the Japanese Vaturo Endo. He scored the 2-1 against Cologne and that, we already talked about it last week, uh, helped uh, Stuttgart avoid uh, these relegation matches against uh, the third of the uh, second division and um, saved them or, or brought them into safety. Yeah, and, and all pun hell opened uh, afterwards with the endo well, all well, happy endo and, and go on like this. So uh, there is a lot of praise for endo and a lot of uh, uh, smoking class endo. joke. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, final day verdicts from the Bundesliga to come. Uh, James? Bitti Strava. Bitti Strava. Bitti Strava. Serbia. Bit, 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 bitti Strava. Bitti Strava. Bitti Strava. Mosha, Mosha, Mosha. No? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I've absolutely slaughtered Serbia's Eurovision entry, but that was my moment of the week. Professionally, okay. <laughs> it has to be the title race in Serie A. There you go. Okay. We'll be hearing about all of that. But first off, we've got a European final to preview. The Totally Football Show European Edition's Moment of the Weekend. Brought to you by Paddy Power. If one leg of your 4 plus fold acca lets you down, get a free bet on all football leagues and all markets. Max free bet £10, minimum of 1 to 1 to 5 per leg. Online exclusive, no shop bets. T's and C's apply. 18 plus begamblerware.org. Sanchez Pijuan, this Wednesday, the first of our three European finals gets underway. It is Eintracht Frankfurt against Rangers with an army of supporters marching by their side, the two clubs. All right, Eintracht Frankfurt, Christoph, Rangers have already put out back-to-back Bundesliga sides, Dortmund and then RB Leipzig. Now they face a Frankfurt side who are unbeaten in Europe this year. Not Real Betis, not West Ham, not even Barcelona could derail Frankfurt. Yeah, that's so, so I mean, if, if, if you would com- normally compare... Dortmund and Leipzig with Eintracht Frankfurt, you would say that uh, Frankfurt is is the weaker team, obviously, I mean, over a season. But we have um, been talking about it quite often here, how special this uh, whole European thing is, is for uh, for the club and the team. And 
as we have seen in these international games, it's it's not only about emotion and all these people coming and and this chaotic nights at Barcelona and so on. In fact, it's a very well organized team um, that is very well organized by the Austrian um, coach uh, Oliver Glasner. Um, they have a very clear setup with three at the back with two. Uh, fast wingbacks, wingers. So in this with Ansgar Knauf, who is on loan from Frankfurt, and the fantastic Philipp uh, Kostic um, on on left wing. And they, uh, it's interesting. They don't have a proper number nine. So um, the uh, Colombian Bure, Rafael Bure, he is like floating around the spaces behind this classical number nine position. Um, they have uh, Jasper Lindstrom, who might be out, and who's surely out is is their um, is Hinti, the um, uh, defensive rock from Austria, and uh, um, so he. Um, I, I think they will be will be well prepared, and they will be well organized, and um, and I think in the end we will have to to look up who is um, who is coping best with the situation because it's I mean it's it's a it's a good team, but it's not a a a, a team on a let's say Champions League level or so mm. where everybody is is. Um, excellent uh, has an excellent uh, technical tactical preparation and qualities and so on they are good players and uh, but but it, it will be interesting to see how they are dealing with the uh, with this final situation mm. yeah not a familiar situation for frankfurt at all these days rangers have been to a final more recently than they have rangers who've won 18 European knockout ties in the last four seasons, so significant amount of experience there. How worried are people in Germany by Rangers' form and the way they came back from 1-0 down against Leipzig? Um, people were impressed here by, by Rangers um, because we know how, how good Leipzig normally is. And um, um, I think one of the things is that uh, our feelings was that... Um, Leipzig couldn't cope with the situation uh, playing in Ibrox Park from the pressure from outside, from the energy coming from the stands and um, and also from the opposing team. So, um, but but uh, talking about this, I think Frankfurt will be prepared for this. But for me, it's uh, the, this final is is open. I I wouldn't wouldn't make a a prediction here. Okay. I think it, it can easily get to extra time and maybe even to penalties. Is it a big deal in Germany, this, this final? Yeah, it, it is. It is because everybody loves Frankfurt right now. So, so it's, it's like because they, they have something romantic about them. And it's it's uh, everybody is kind of sharing their excitement. Um, and so so it's not this clinical yeah we have to uh, deliver in Europe blah 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 no it's it's just a, a a fairy tale it's a great trip it's an adventure it's a once in a lifetime and and so on and and everybody is is sharing this uh, to an extent um 
Frankfurt is a big club in Germany, but it's it's not one of the. I, I would put them in the maybe top eight or so in, in Germany. And normally, it's not that um, everybody in Germany is holding their breath uh, um, if Frankfurt is playing. But that's different right now. So so yeah, people like them. Mm. No German side has won this competition since Schalke, twenty five years ago against Inter, of course. The Eurofighters, the one time that Javier Zanetti uh, was made angry by one of his coaches, and that coach, famously, Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson, all right. Well, the winner this time around on Wednesday will get a place in the Champions League next time. Ooh, Alvaro, who's your money on? Uh, has to be Frankfurt, because they have been the best team in the Europa League by far. I mean, they beat uh, Betis, Barcelona, West Ham United. They haven't lost a game in the competition. And uh, I think that Glasgow Rangers, a big part of their arrival into the final, uh, has been down to the fact that they were playing at home because they have managed to lose all the knockouts at, away and they have won them at home then. So they have made amendments at home quite a lot of times. And this time they are playing at a neutral venue. And I think that, you know, it's a final. Obviously, everything can happen. Um, but uh, from what I've seen in this competition, Frankfurt was much better than Barcelona, much better than Betis, slightly better than West Ham United, and not only from the physical point of view, also from the footballing point of view. They played better than the Spanish clubs. Philip Kostic has been the player of the tournament so far. So I've got more reasons to believe in uh, Frankfurt as it stands. But on the other hand, let's not forget that there are not big stars anywhere. And I think that this is something that will maybe flatten the game a little bit in the sense that maybe everyone has a little bit more chances. There is not a player who is so decisive that can win it on his own. For example, in Rangers, the best scorer is Tavernier. And he's a defender and he has scored seven goals in the Europa League. So I think that Frankfurt has shown a better style. They have beaten better opponents, but they don't have a player apart from Kostic sometimes who can make a difference from minute one to minute 90. Hmm. Jules? I think Frankfurt will win. I think the back five is troubled a lot of teams who are not used to play against back fives and the wing backs. So, yeah, I agree with the boys. I think Frankfurt will win. It would be a tight game if they will win 1-0 or extra time maybe. But I, st- I still think they are better than Rangers. Yeah, OK, Rangers uh, lost uh, away legs in the knockout stages. But I seem to remember one of our most memorable nights on the goal show was when they beat Dortmund, you know? Um, and okay, it was a Dortmund without Haaland, but that was a mightily impressive performance. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of those things where... No Morelos. No Morelos Morelos. is a huge miss. It's a massive miss. No Morelos, but, you know, it's it's, it's a one-off game, isn't it? So, ultimately, you know, Celtic have won the league. If Rangers win in Europe, then does it trump that? I would probably say yes. Kind of reminds me of when, you know, Inter won the league title in 2007. Milan won the Champions League. And and one of Milan's players kind of famously held up that banner saying, you shove the Scudetto up your ass." I'm sure Rangers fans or Rangers players would do the same if they were to, right. to win. Well, if there's one pundit that Rangers fans would want to be tipping their side, it's certainly Seer of Seer's James Horncastle with his uncanny ability... <laughs> pinpoint the outcome of future matches. Speaking of Dortmund playing without Erling Haaland, meanwhile, uh, Christoph, while we wait for Wednesday's game, let's talk a little bit about the final weekend in the Bundesliga, which saw plenty of goodbyes, not least big Erling, who got a proper send-off, like he was Mark Noble or something from Borussia Dortmund. (laughs) 
so the bigger goodbye got Michael Zorg, Michael mm. Zorg, the who played for Borussia Dortmund and then was a sports director in difficult times and in golden years um, until now for over 40 years. I mean, it's 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 incredible, an incredible career for for Borussia Dortmund, a one club player, not only a kind of one club life uh, for him. He, he goes into retirement, like also like Rudi Völler, who uh, ends his career as uh, um, a sports director in Leverkusen. And um, yeah, so that was a was very emotional uh, farewells in, in the Bundesliga by, by big names. And there were more farewells to come, a bit surprisingly, after the final whistle in uh, in Mönchengladbach, Adi Hütte uh, told uh, that they separate the ways uh, between him and Borussia Mönchengladbach. On Sunday, we learned uh, that Florian Kofeld is no longer the coach of Wolfsburg anymore. And also at Augsburg, um, uh, Markus Walzier went out. Everybody had expected him that next week they talk, would talk about the extent of his contract, but he said, no, no, he didn't want to stay. He was frustrated by what was going on at, at the club. So, yeah, I mean, uh, really mm. a, a lot of um, stir-up uh, towards the end of the season. Wolfsburg were taking on uh, Bayern Munich with uh, Robert Lewandowski very much in the spotlight. Wolfsburg, one of his favourite opponents, famously scored... Five goals against him in what? Nine minutes? Yeah, but, I think um, Wolfsburg is actually the, the team that suffered the most under him. So I think he had scored like 27 goals in 25 matches against uh, them. So a, a, a terrible statistic. Well, they must be delighted then that he's announced that he doesn't intend to stay at Bayern Munich any longer. What The club are maintaining that they will want him to honour the final year on his contract. What do you think is going to happen here? Um, I mean, we, we, we've seen that uh, quite often by Robert Lewandowski over the years. So, so his, his advisors are saying, ah, oh, yeah, he's going to leave and blah, blah, blah. He wants this. He wants to go to Real Madrid. And before that, when we, he was at Dortmund, he wanted to go to Bayern. And, and so there is this constant thing ab about him. And uh, I'm a bit surprised that it, it, it happened again, or is happening again now, because it looked like as if he would become not a one-club player, but but that as if he would end his career at Bayern Munich. So, but probably a lot of people are talking uh, to him that he has a chance to play for Barcelona, and uh, that it's 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 a nice add-on to his uh, career. Uh, so. Um, I mean, everybody who has anything to say at Bayern Munich has said in recent days that he will stay, that they don't want to sell him. But if Barcelona or anybody else is coming around the corner with big bags of money, um, they probably let him go. And, um, and this will be the day when there will be hope in the Bundesliga <laughs> that we might get an, another champion um, because uh, uh, Robert Lewandowski again uh, was a life insurance for, for Bayern. 35 goals this season in the Bundesliga. Alvaro, anybody, are there any concrete moves to bring Robert Lewandowski to clubs elsewhere? 
Well, a report say that, uh, says that Xavi uh, uh, already talked to Lewandowski, but Xavi also spoke to Erling Haaland and he told him, look, you will be very, very good for Barcelona and all that. But, you know, then uh, by Manchester City came with uh, their money and Barcelona uh, didn't have that money and uh, Haaland ended up uh, going to Manchester City. And uh, the truth is that there is an interest for Robert Lewandowski, of course, from Barcelona. But uh, the salary mass of Barcelona, we have spoken about it, a long time they have to keep on offloading, selling. They did it with Philippe Coutinho last week, selling him to Aston Villa for 20 million. And they have to keep on doing that because otherwise they won't be able to 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 register many players. As they say now, uh, probably the newcomers Christensen or Kessie couldn't even be registered as it stands uh, because uh, Barcelona has to keep on uh, offloading players and making sure that the, la the salary cap, they, they put it down to La Liga standards. Robert Lewandowski still is a fantastic player, no doubt about it, and he is the, I mean, the is the uh, prime example of the super pro. I mean, he is, he has optimized every minute of his life, uh, even which side he's sleeping on and and stuff like that, and what he's eating and blah 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 blah. Uh, but 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 he's thirty three now, mm. and um, and and so. Um, Serie A, you think? <laughs> it, will, it will all depend how much Bayern wants in terms of money eventually they've already opened the door bit. we saw Oliver Kahn saying they've got a plan B and a plan C and a plan D in case he leaves if they ask 50 million euros for someone with just one year left on his contract it's never going to happen anyway if they're more reasonable and realise that he wants to go there's no point keeping him and actually might be a good thing to open the door if they really have plan B, C or D or whoever that is and they ask for 20, 25, maybe 30. I think then a club like PSG, for example, if Kylian, when Kylian goes, or Chelsea, if or whatever happens with Lukaku, maybe Barcelona can find that kind of money if they sell De Jong, for example, or if they sell a few players. That's affordable. 50 million for Lewandowski is not affordable for anyone. Mm. Christoph, this notion of hope arising in the breasts of their Bundesliga rivals... For Borussia Dortmund, though, how, how big an absence will Mikel Zorc be after the just incredible track record he's had of bringing in players like Lewandowski and so many others and then selling them on for vast profits, as they have done, of course, with Erling Haaland? Um, I, I think it will be a, a pretty smooth transition. Sebastian Kehl, um, he, he's, he's taking over from him. He also is a player who's in the... Or was it as a player for for a long time in the club? He is, he was in in the last two years a kind of apprentice in uh, around uh, Zorc, and and so I I I think they will continue doing things uh, like they did, and hopefully in some respects better than they did in recent years. Okay, well the final day verdicts in the Bundesliga included uh, RB Leipzig taking the last Champions League place. Uh, that with a 1-1 draw against Arminia Bielefeld. A reminder that Leipzig were 11th when Domenico Tedesco took over from Jesse Marsh. Finished the season in fourth. Remarkable. Uh, Werder Bremen were promoted back to the Bundesliga, potentially heading the other way. Hertha Berlin, who will be in the relegation promotion playoff, uh, while their neighbours, Union Berlin, are sixth and thus in the Europa, Europa League. Fifth, sorry, fifth, Christoph. And in the Europa League, yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, um, 
as much as as we complain about this that we always had the the same uh, champion and the same second and so there there is a i i, um, I found this uh, se um, season quite fascinating with this kind of stories with freiburg frankfurt internationally and and union berlin i mean i know the, these guys pretty well and and if you ask them hey, well, hey how did you do it They can't tell anymore. I mean, it's such a small club still. And they uh, they have the, now four times in a row their best season in history. And and this year, and in their club history, and um, this year they had this extra problem for, for most of, of these smaller clubs with um, playing international games in, in, the, in the Conference League. And, and uh, they lost two very important players in winter with Max Kruse going to Wolfsburg and Marvin Friedrich, who was essential in their defense, going to Borussia Mönchengladbach and are even better now. And if, if you ask the coaches and everybody around the club, they say, we don't know how, we, we just can't explain how, how we did it. And, and it, it's not, not like... They are really speechless. So everybody around this club is delirious and speechless Uh, at the same time, so uh, it's it's really like a somebody a fairy tale where somebody had forgotten to to push the stop button, and um, it's it's going on and on. And at the at, and and you mentioning Hertha uh, at the end, other end of the uh, of the city at the west end uh, where the Olympic Stadium is based. I mean. I have to confess that I'm pretty fascinated how Felix Magath is is managing this uh, situation because probably he is the coolest guy <laughs> in the Bundesliga I've seen uh, for, for a long time. After they won at uh, Dortmund and with the Vaturo happy endo goal um, in, in Stuttgart, they have to play Hamburg now. And Hamburg being the team of Felix Magath, because he played for them many years. He scored the decisive goal in the 1983 European uh, final against Juventus Turin and, and so on and so on. And he was saying, I'm really looking forward to it. Again, two nice games, again a full stadium, again pressure, again stress, just wonderful. <laughs> And so it's, uh, um, yeah, he, he's a, he's a, he is cool or he's a great entertainer or, or whatever, or maybe he's really just happy coming out of retirement and ho uh, have all the excitement he was missing in recent years. I don't mm. know. When is that playoff, uh, Christoph? Um, that is on uh, uh, Thursday this week and uh, next Monday. And in between, uh, there is a German Cup final on, on mm. Saturday. Freiburg up against RB Leipzig. Freiburg will be going into the Europa League alongside Union. Brilliant. All right. Well, one or two things still to come in the Bundesliga, but a full round of matches awaiting in Serie A, a decisive one too. Let's hear about that next. See the ballet last night, Dave. No, I missed it. Cracking performance from the Rom there. The lad de Silva's right on his game, banging in the pot of dirt he was. We know fans go a little gaga once the football season is over, so make the most of whatever's left with Paddy Power's Bet Builder offer. Money back as a free bet if one leg of your 4 plus 4 Bet Builder lets you down. Paddy Power. 
pre-match online bet by the bets only. Min odds 1 to 5 per leg. Max free bet £10 per day. 7-day free bet expiry. Excludes enhanced match odds. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. BeGambleAware.org. This is the Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. The Athletic is the only place you can read articles by Daniel Taylor, Amy Lawrence, Phil Hay, James Pierce, Ollie Kay, and the very best football writers around. Title and relegation going right down to the wire in Syria. That's right. A couple of teams are now down. Venezia, Genoa, after 16 years in the top flight. On the final day, we'll discover if it's Cagliari or Salernitana who will join them. Cagliari, two points behind Salernitana. Up top, two points also separating the top two, both of whom were victorious on Sunday. Milan, first of all, with a 2-0 victory of Atalanta, into responding Sunday evening away in Sardinia with a 3-1 victory. Hey, James, some fabulous goals uh, in those games, as indeed around Serie A. And it is in Milan's hands, or Milan's hands now, but we've seen title campaigns come unstuck in similar circumstances before. Talking about Juve, perhaps, in 2000, Inter in 2002. What's the one kind of common factor between those two botched finals? Uh, Simone Inzaghi is, is certainly the one in 2000 because uh, he scored on the final day of the season when Sven-Goran Eriksson's uh, star-studded Lazio side uh, beat Regina. Um, and simultaneously, there was a rainstorm in Perugia, which is where Juventus were playing. Uh, play was stopped for an hour, and then Pierluigi Colina decided that the game had to go ahead. Um, and Perugia scored, Perugia won, and Lazio were crowned champions for the first time since, what, 1974. Um, yeah. you know, so Inzaghi so- was certainly in the Lazio squad in 2002, the infamous 5th of May, when Inter blew yeah. up on the final day. Yeah, but he's now the Inter coach. <laughs> now he's the Inter coach. So, I don't know. You know. They have the easiest game on paper. They will be playing a now safe uh, Sampdoria. Um, Samp's uh, survival was confirmed this weekend uh, with, uh, as you mentioned, Genoa and Venezia going down and, and, and Cagliari losing um, to, to Inter. So, in, in that sense, you, know, you would expect uh, Inter to roll them over. Um, Milan play Sassuolo which uh, has always been a a tricky game for them you could say that since Sassuolo uh, came into Serie A almost a decade ago now they've been the bogey team for Milan Uh, you know they were they were famously uh, responsible for Max Allegri's dismissal Allegri the last coach at Milan to win the title Uh, Domenico Berardi when he was a bit younger um, scored four goals in a quite remarkable game we all did that on the European football show when we were a little younger had a little bit more hair Um, and some of us had less uh, hair actually (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and Berardi is having uh, the best season of his career I think 15 goals 14 assists just remarkable uh, what a goal this weekend what a goal this weekend a bicycle kick a wonderful connection uh, in their win against Bologna in the kind of Reggio Emilia, Emilia Romagna Derby, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and, and they've got a lot of firepower. And uh, what I would say uh, is that Milan, of course, only need to draw um, mm. because they've got uh, two points on Inter. Uh, they've got their head-to-head record, which is the uh, main tiebreaker in Italy, not goal difference. Um, and they've got probably the best defence in the world right now. Whoa! 
That's eight clean sheets in 10 games. Mike mm-hmm. Mignan, the best goalkeeper uh, in, in Italy, certainly. In the, world. in the world. I said in Italy, he should be starting for France, Jules, oh! because you're all, you're all cowards and you keep giving, you know, Hugo Lloris, your captain, uh, another goal. He should be in goal for, for France at the World Cup. You've then got Tomori and Pierre Kalulu. Kalulu has been unbelievable um, go to the over the last four months. And that, I think, is, is the difference for Milan. As much as you can look at Leao right. uh, going to another level, what has propelled this Milan side to where they are right now is that defence. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, as they say, defence wins championships, certainly in Italy. Um, yeah, there are only a couple of exceptions this century to that, which would be Sarri's Juventus, and I think Milan, when they won the title in 2004, so yeah, traditionally, if you, if you are the team that keeps the most clean sheets, the fewest goals uh, from going in, um, you win the title. So I think that's one of the reasons why there's still some optimism um, in, in Milan's camp. And, and you know, they have two results, sutre, as they say, mm. two results out of three would, do, would be enough for them to win the title. Well, Rafa Liao on the score sheet again. Uh, this Sunday afternoon as they beat Atlanta 2-0, opening the scoring indeed on a wonderful pass upfield from uh, Junior Macias. But the second goal is maybe the one we should dwell on from Teo Hernandez as he picks up Where the ball. Hernandez. Where Hernandez. Hernandez potrebbe partire in velocità. A destra c'è libero Messias. Si interdisce Hernandez e se ne va la sua maniera. Al limite Hernandez, Hernandez, Hernandez. Sinistro! Reminiscent of George Weir's goal, I mean, I think Weir's is still the better goal because he actually has to beat more players. Um, and Teo, I mean, again, we can talk about the French connection uh, at Milan, um, how francophone they are. Um, you know, Teo, I think, since the turn of the year, um, has not been at his best, um, which is, you know, what we saw in, in the second half of this game where his driving runs inside, his ability to turn on the afterburners. Um, there are a few players in, in his position who can, who can do that. And yes, scoring his first goal since he captained the team um, against Venezia in the first game back after the winter break. But what an incredible atmosphere at San Siro as well. I mean, San Siro looked wonderful, you know, sort of uh, all decked out, red and black, um, you know, huge, you know, not one of these kind of plastic club-driven choreographies that we see in the Premier League, with the exception of Anfield. Um, uh, but, you know, a proper uh, a proper kind of European atmosphere. And again, just a reminder of, 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 of what a fantastic stadium that is. You know, mm. um, just one of the wonders of the world in football. Uh, and for once, I think Serie A, in terms of their, their World Feed TV production, actually was able to capture that with some... Great drone shots overhead. It was. It looked. It looked the business. Um, so, and we're going to the wire as we haven't done well. Apparently, since 2010, when the the kind of you know Justin Mourinho's treble went all that way. Although it already felt after Ranieri's Roma had lost to Samp a couple of weeks earlier that that um, it wasn't a full conclusion. But Inter were going to do it. It, it. This feels a little bit has a little bit more jeopardy, like in 2008, I would say, or maybe 2002, James, as you referenced earlier. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, since our last show, we had the Coppa Italia final, 
which we talked about a little bit last uh, Thursday, Inter defeating Juventus 4-2. Wonderful performances all over the place. Uh, Lautaro Martinez continuing his excellent form. Nicola Barella, two goals from Ivan Perisic as the wrangling continues about his future with the club. And probably worth a quick mention or a, a quick word on, on where this leaves Juventus. Uh, trophyless this season, a worse record than they've had for 10 years under the returning Max Allegri. Talks today, a, a business lunch with Paul Pogba's people on this Monday. Also, I know Angel Di Maria liking the Instagram post of, of Juve's new kit. What does it mean? I don't know. He likes the kit. There it's a good go. kit. Do you like it? I do, yeah. Com- yeah. Compared with some of Juventus' other uh, unconventional takes on their, on their historic uh, stripes, mm. which they, they did away with a, a couple of years ago. Uh, I actually like that as well. This is a good one. Um, look, Allegri kind of going for experienced, proven winners. Going to see if they can do Pogba. Um, you know, it's going to have to fall in line with their budgets, you know, even when they signed... Uh, Dusan Vlajevic, um, yeah, that seemed to be like the new top line earner uh, at Juventus, seven, seven and a half million, which is obviously considerably less than, than Pogba's been earning at, at Manchester United. De Ligt is, is, is still the highest earner uh, at Juventus now, kind of close to 10. Obviously, they weren't prepared to extend Dybala's contract at, on those terms. Interesting to see who gets the, the number 10 shirt. Will it go back to, to Paul Pogba? And also Di Maria, you know, someone who's just a, a proven winner on a on a short term deal, maybe just one year. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be it'd be curious. I mean, that that would indicate that they would probably be moving to a four three three. Kies on one side, Vlaovic in the middle, Di Maria on the other. Di Maria at, at, at Real Madrid, and even Benfica could play in kind of midfield or between the lines. But but yeah, uh, it's been a very disappointing season, James, um, because Allegri's return um, was considered enough to make Juventus uh, favourites for the title again um, and they've been although it felt that they got close in kind of March April time when they went on this kind of long unbeaten run they lost to Inter uh, they fell away again um, and frankly they've they've not played well much this season and you know Pirlo ended with more points won two trophies uh, and you know this is the first time since Agnelli's first year as president when he appointed Del Neri um, and signed players like Milos Krasic that Juventus haven't won anything mm. well another team who could end up empty handed are Roma who are in the Europa Conference <laughs> final uh, this last uh, what was it Saturday uh, evening they were taking the applause of the Stadio Olimpico faithful despite only managing a 1-1 draw against already relegated Venezia. Quite remarkable scenes there at the, the final whistle. The, uh, the Giallarossi so so into this whole notion of the first European final that, that they gave the team a rousing send-off. But there's a very real risk with the way that their league form has been going, Roma, that they could miss out on the European places completely if they don't win the final against Feyenoord. Yeah, I mean, it could be their their worst uh, performance in the league since I think 04 or 05 when they sacked four managers. Yeah, they went through, what, Prandelli, Del Neri, Del Neri and, Rudy yeah, Vola, Del Neri was there as well. Yeah. Bruno Conti. 
Um, and and they were at risk of relegation <laughs> that year and then rallied to finish eighth, uh, which is where they could end up at the end of the season. Um, I think, you know, on the one hand, their focus is on on this Conference League final uh, against Feyenoord, first European final since 1991, chance of a first trophy of any kind in 14 years. Um, but Mourinho did say after you know they qualified for the final that finishing fifth, uh, was important, you know, get into the Europa League. Okay, they can get into the Europa League by winning the Conference League, but um, I think f- finishing fifth would would again be a mark of, of progress uh, for for Roma. And now it's it's all on on the Feyenoord game. And to be honest, by the looks of it, Feyenoord taking exactly the same approach as Roma. Their focus now is on that. They lost, I think, to Twente at the the weekend. So yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised that the Conference League final isn't the first European final, given the hierarchy yeah, me too. Of, of these things. It's a bit bizarre. Yeah, completely, I agree with you. I thought exactly the same. It's really I think strange. it's because it comes three days before the Champions League final. They didn't want to put the Europa League final there and have it kind of overshadowed by the Champions League final three days later. But I don't know. I don't know. One thing I'm certain of, there'll be a very good reason, given that it's a UEFA decision but you mentioned the scenes at the end James mm. I mean Roma fans don't care about eighth place um, they don't care about 100 million spent they don't care about uh, whether they should be in the Champions League or maybe should have, have, have in a year when let's say Inter slipped up Juventus slipped up um, and Milan have just they're in the lead in Serie A because they've been the most consistent Um you know, Roma fans just care about uh, the feeling that they have at the moment, uh, the, the prospect of this final winning a trophy. Uh, and you saw that uh, that banner in the Kudavasur at the end, which was, you know, kind of, um, you know, go crown this season in glory, go write history, boys. Um, and, you know, to, to try to think the last time a manager kind of got that backing, I think briefly, uh, Luis Enrique, maybe he was undermined by Totti. <laughs> but remember, the Roma tried to say, "Look, yeah, judge the performance, not the results." And there was that banner in the Kudvasud which said, "We're not slave to the results anymore." They clearly were, because they uh, they they then turned on the on the team. Um, and you know, just as just as we've seen when Spalletti's uh, got club record points totals, eighty five points, which would probably be enough to win this league <laughs> this season. Um, he was whistled and chased out the club. Um, so it's a remarkable uh, atmosphere um, there and connection and empathy with Mourinho, who, you know, uh, I think the quote was something along the lines of winning this conference league for us would mean more than winning the league for Milan and, and Inter. And to be honest, you, you look at the scenes and he's not wrong. All right. Well, we have to wait for that game. Wednesday week, that'll be coming up. Plenty more to talk about on this Totally Football show with penultimate rounds and some early verdicts in Spain and France. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. 
You're listening to The Totally Football Show in association with Paddy Power. And with Paddy Power, if something doesn't go quite to plan, you can get your money back as a free bet if one leg of your bet builder lets you down. Which is excellent news for Everton fans when they make their Lampardian transition from serious to funny to serious once again. Pre-match bet builders only get your stake back as a free bet. Minimum four plus legs. Maximum free bet is £10. Excludes enhanced match odds. Online exclusives and T's and C's apply. Belgium, you ask why? Club Bruges have been crowned champions for the 18th time. It's their third title win in a row. Union Saint-Gilloise. Is that correct, Jules? Saint-Gilloise. Oui. We're top of the table in the regular season. Five points ahead of Bruges, but then they had playoffs. I don't make the rules. That's what they do in Belgium. Anyway. That's what they do. It's still a great story. It's an amazing story. It is story. still a great Even story. Even if they came short, it's an amazing story. Now mm. they're going to lose all their best players, of course, and they're never <laughs> going to be in that position ever again, but right. it was good until it lasted. Right. It's like PSG. They won the league, but they're going to lose their best, best players. Ah. Hey, Jules, did you see Pep Genesio was crowned coach yeah. of the year? Oh, uh, yeah. He put and his was, suit on, Pep. And he was so gracious that he, 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 he thanked Pep Poch, didn't he? Even though Poch wasn't, yeah. didn't even make the shortlist. Yeah, he what a man! Poch to be yeah, classy, classy from Pep. <laughs> Messi didn't make the shortlist of best players either, did he, Jules? Although, uh, in a blow for stats banter around Europe, he's now into double figures after his brace uh, yeah. for PSG. And how poignant to see him and Mbappe linking up so beautifully for the first of those goals. Oh, actually, I think it was the second of those goals. Yeah. Man used to yeah, scoring 50, 60 goals a season celebrates scoring 10 in Liga. <laughs> in all competition. <laughs> in all competition. Oh, right. even better. Yeah. Give the man a break, please. Um, right. Yeah, great... <laughs> Great understanding between Mbappé and Messi in that, in that game at Montpellier. They've got another one against Mets on Saturday for the last one of the season. And then, as we said earlier, it's still very likely that Mbappé will leave to, to go to Real Madrid. So there'll be a new chapter after that and whoever's coming. But it was a lovely night. You know, those, a lot of people don't like those awards. Uh, William Saliba, who's on loan to Mar- at Marseille from Arsenal, won the young player of the season, which is good, although he's played already over 100 games in Liga, so it's not, he's not young. He's young by age, but not really by experience. Pep Genesio, as we said, amazing, and fairly, completely deserved to win this uh, best manager of the season. Kylian, of course, even if with Sam Benier there with his hat-trick, is closing down on on the, uh, the Pichichi uh, trophy. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be good to, to really cool. Pichichi play in France as well. I, I, I've missed that. He wished it, it was not good enough at the time. <laughs> he, so we left he, wished, he, he wanted to go to PSG in 1930. <laughs> 35 years before PSG was founded. Yeah, yeah but we left him. Oh! Uh, the lack of respect on this show is... is <laughs> the end of the season. It's like in your class with your teacher. You don't really care anymore what she says. Um, but yeah, no, it was a lovely evening, lovely do. Bronco, uh, mm-hmm. Bronco, who is obviously James Horncastle's uh, idol now, yeah. won best player in League Two. We told you that before. He was that nice. good. So yeah, it was lovely, really. I wanted to ask you about Ben Yedder. His hat trick in Monaco's 4 2 win over Brest, which was their ninth league win in a row, has now yeah. taken them above Marseille into second place, the uh, other. Automatic Champions League qualifying spot, Jules. Yeah, incredible. We talked about Bruges earlier and their former manager, Philippe Clément, who's now Monaco, was on the verge of being sacked. Had turned things around so massively. I think he, he was helped by the fact that he 
he brought a lot of intensity when he when he joined when he replaced Kovac with a lot of really hard training sessions and everything and I think the players took a long time to just digest it all and understand everything he wanted and I think physically it took a, a big toll on them but once they got fit uh, they've been they've been incredible really I mean they beat uh, PSG they beat Marseille they've climbed up to second place now and they will go to Lens with the destiny in their own hands uh, next weekend because if they win that they're going to go straight into the Champions League which would be well deserved and we said I think last week the last time they had such an incredible run of, of results was when they won the title and they won 12, the last 12 games 12 in a row the last 12 match days they could do 10 now which would be incredible not just enough to win the title but certainly if, if they secure Champions League which was the objective at the start of the season it's, it's amazing and Ben Yedder has been a, a big part in that what a player he's 31 now Paris Berlin bred of course as you know started with futsal him and I grew up literally uh, two streets from each other uh, and he and you yeah yeah so he he grew up in Sarcelles but then he moved to Maison Alfort and Alfortville when he was a bit older is that in Paris or is it, it Saint-Denis just outside yeah. so okay. it's not Saint-Denis but if you right. go to the street of Paris and ask where is the Stade de France <laughs> people will tell you the truth will they or will they just hurry past no they will because you look you look like you're being lost <laughs> and you know lost your hair and those famously uh, genial uh, Parisians <laughs> so okay uh, there you go Ben Yedder oh, I've got a lot Thank of time you. for Wissam Ben Yedder a mm. lot of time me, no, and me too eh? and Ben Yedder I have to say that Sevilla has never replaced Ben Yedder properly they have tried but they haven't been able I'm pretty sure and probably Jules uh, can tell me this but he's been definitely the top scorer of Monaco in every season he's been there definitely because yeah, he's always definitely. scoring around 20-25 goals I mean it's pretty unbelievable at his edge it's crazy and he's lost yeah. I mean he never he never was the fastest but the eye for goal and the, the clinic Quality, don't know if that exists. It's just so, so the awareness is so outrageous, yeah. really. And he's, he's, he's an incredible player, whether you play him with another striker like Volan and they get on really well. And by the way, I'm sure that we've never seen Zach Efron and Kevin Volan in the same room together. But that's, <laughs> that's great. He can play on his own up front as well with a more, like a, more of a playmaker behind him. Him and Chouameni have linked so well. It's great. I, sometimes I... I think it's a bit of a shame that he didn't have a go at the, at the big, big club. No offence to Sevilla, or, but, you know, I think he, I would have liked to see him in a top, top club and see if he could have won a Champions League or things like that. But I hope he goes to the World Cup and obviously he's going to win it because France will win it. So if he's in the squad, <laughs> that would be great. France, by the way, now have mm. the Bundesliga player of the season and Kunku, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. the Liga player of the season, of course, in, in Kylian, the La Liga player of the season in Karim, the dream. And surely... Surely, either Menon or Theo will be Serie A player of the season if Milan win the title. They, it, it cannot be any, or maybe even Kalulu, but it will have to be a French guy. So it looks pretty good for us to be going to the World Cup. Jules, Jules, as, as, as world champions. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, because we were, you know, we still are world champions. You know what happens to world champions. We'll be the first they go out in the group stages. They go out in the group stages. That's what I mean. This, That's is, what this mean. is what's going to happen. First country to retain it since 1962. Some countries dream of reaching the group stages, of course. Some uh, dream to be there. Yeah, look, stop, you know. There's, there's when, a few, when like, France, when France have five countries. World Cups, when France big, have five World Cups, they big can, countries you know. never miss a World Cup. Big countries always qualify for a World Cup. Well, uh, one game to go in Liga, and still nobody's been officially relegated yet. But Bordeaux are all but mathematically down, with their manager concluding we do not deserve to be in Ligue 1. We'll be hearing next 
Alvaro, about the penultimate round in La Liga. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We're sponsored for this episode of the Totally Football Show by Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform helping you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, which is up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. Plus, you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. And what's more, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 support is there to help your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Now, because you listen to The Totally Football Show, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash totally, all in lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash totally to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash totally. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Smart Speaker and now ad-free on The Athletic, this is The Totally Football Show with James Richardson. Scenes, Alvaro, at the Wonder Metropolitano. And Atletico's big, big game this weekend with Sevilla. Big game for both of them. If Atletico won it, they were going to finish uh, definitely on top of Sevilla, on the table, third. But that didn't happen, so they will still fight uh, Atletico and Sevilla or try to get the third spot in the last round of the season. But yeah, it was a good game. I think that uh, Atletico deserved perhaps a little bit more, but Sevilla mm. managed to get uh, that uh, draw finally. And uh, Nesiri scored the goal. I mean, Nesiri was a player that, uh, you know, Sevilla made a massive investment for him, uh, 20-25 million, which for Sevilla is a lot, actually, because normally they don't pay a higher transfer fee than that. And Nesiri started a little bit slowly, then last season he was good, this season he's been a little bit uh, hit and miss again. But yeah, he got a draw for Sevilla. And... Uh, Probably the most interesting part of the game as well was the send-off to Luis Suarez and Héctor Herrera after the game uh, because uh, both of them, they are going to leave the club. Héctor Herrera, you know, uh, he has been there for a few seasons. Luis Suarez was instrumental last season to win the title uh, in one of the master moves of Atletico of all time, probably just getting Luis Suarez for free from Barcelona and just uh, basically bringing the goals of Luis Suarez from Barcelona to Atletico to win uh, the La Liga title, the first one since 2014. So a good send-off for these two players and also a, f- a bit more send-offs as well in, another, in some other grounds in La Liga. For example, Nolito mm-hmm. uh, was uh, also farewelled by Celta supporters and I wonder what's going to happen, James, uh, to Gareth Bale next week. Because mm. it's going to be the last game of Gareth Bale at Santiago Bernabeu. But I really don't know if he will even feature in that game. But if he's fit to feature, for sure Real Madrid will have to prepare something. I really want to see will what they? happens there. 
I, I think that at the end of the day, he was the, the big guy in a couple of Champions League finals. Oh, and, for uh, sure. He has but, scored, it's, he, but it's so toxic now. They would just be inviting trouble, surely, if they invited him out for a... Carlo would do that. Carlo's classy. Carlos classy number one, and Real right. Madrid institutionally, even mm. if uh, behind the scenes they, you know, members of Real Madrid, the club from the top to the bottom, they criticize Gareth Bale. Institutionally, there has never been like a bad message towards him, right? An official message. So, I really think that Gareth Bale. This is going to be probably one of the questions this week. If Gareth Bale is available for that game, will he mm. get a send off or not? I don't know. Will the fans unveil <laughs> a giant banner listing three things they prefer to? To Gareth Bell. <laughs> a lot of I goodbyes in Italy, uh, which we, we didn't touch upon. All right. Uh, very quickly, Insigne going uh, to MLS, of course. Yep. Last game in front of the Diego Armando Maradona. Scored a penalty after uh, being lucky enough to get to retake it. Um, and that was nice. And then Chiellini um, gets to mm. say goodbye to uh, the Allianz Stadium. Uh, incredible servant he's been for, for Juventus. Um, James, what is Chiellini doing? Could go to MLS, um, has a lot of interest there. One was the Vancouver Whitecaps, another is, is uh, LAFC, I think. Um, but he could retire. We're going to see him at Wembley playing La Finalissima uh, against Argentina. And, and then Dybala, of course, uh, will mm. say goodbye um, to, uh, to, to Juventus uh, on uh, Monday night too. So, uh, yeah, it has been, uh, it has been a, a weekend of goodbyes. Mm, indeed. Returning to Atletico Sevilla, that goal from Ennaziri in the 85th minute, confirming Sevilla in the top four. So that was big for them. Uh, what they don't know is whether Yulan Lopetegui is going to be there next season. It looks increasingly likely that he won't. It looks increasingly unlikely, yes, because uh, the team has had a really bad second half of the season in terms of uh, probably entertainment, I would say. And let me explain this. I think Sevilla has been quite dull. And I think that uh, Sevilla fans as well, as much as they understand that the qualifying for the Champions League is a success in itself, because that puts Sevilla out there in the market uh, trying to bid for good players and all that, uh, the truth is that Sevilla has been very dull in the second half of the season. And against Mallorca, after drawing nil-nil uh, in midweek, uh, Lopetegui and Sevilla got booed after the game. So I think mm. that these things matter. Probably Monchi, the sporting director of Sevilla, is taking note of all that. And I do know that he's got some other options. Apparently, Diego Martinez can be one of them, the former Granada manager, uh, who has been one year pretty much... Uh, he took a sabbatical. Uh, he has turned down a few offers because he knows that his level is a Sevilla level. So I wouldn't be surprised if Diego Martinez is the preferred choice and the final option for Sevilla. But yeah, um, it will be the end of Lopetegui's stint at the club. He won one Europa League. But with Lopetegui, you know, uh, Sevilla's performances away have been really conservative, too conservative, in fact. And I do believe that this is something that uh, um, Sevilla fans didn't like it at all. The fact that the team was never going out there for an adventure. They never dared to win away many games. They never put performances or they never came onto the pitch thinking that they would win away and telling the opponent, I am better than you, which they were in many games, I'm going to beat you. Sevilla was not that team this season. And uh, that has been probably what, uh, you know, has ended up like hitting up the heads of many Sevilla fans. And uh, one more thing very quickly about Monchi. I think that he hasn't crafted a very good squad this season. He, that he has. has to be said. He has not, he has not ah. crafted a very good squad this season. Because there are many players 
that are defined by inconsistency in the Sevilla squad, and we knew about that, one of them being probably the, the most categorical example of it, Eric Lamela, and Sevilla has many players like this. Many players like this, and I think that, that is down to Monchi as well. I think that this season he hasn't been that clever, or last summer, and uh, as I was telling Jules before, since Ben Yedder left, they haven't been able to find a convincing striker who can hit 20-25 goals a season, and Sevilla in the past has had many like this. They are, though, confirmed Sevilla in the top four, whereas our friends Villarreal, yeah. Champions League semi-finalists this season, may be missing out on any European football next time around. Absolutely key game uh, coming up for them next weekend in the, on the final <laughs> round. Yeah, because the team that can take over from them is Athletic Club Bilbao, exactly. So I, re- I really hope, it will be a shame for Villarreal, obviously, because, uh, you know, they, they went this far in the Champions League, but then they started very bad, very poorly in the league, and what happened on Sunday shouldn't have happened uh, in Emery's thoughts, because they lost against Real Sociedad, and believe me, Real Sociedad was in a bit of a bad momentum, and they went to El Madrigal, uh, to Estadio de la Cerámica, they managed to get a win there, Real Sociedad will be in Europe next season, Europa League, like Betis, and uh, now Villarreal has to go to Camp Nou and basically they have to match what Athletic Club Bilbao does at Sevilla. So basically, if Athletic Club Bilbao beats Sevilla and Villarreal gets a draw or loses at Camp Nou, that's it. Villarreal doesn't play European football next season. Simple as that. And Athletic Club de Bilbao does. Woof. Yeah. All right, Alvaro. Huge. Look forward to hearing how that plays out in next Tuesday's Totally Football Show European Edition. But that brings us to the end of today's show. What a cliffhanger. Crikey. <laughs> this week's going to drag by until our next edition. Just a quick word on uh, Portugal. Carlos Carvajal is leaving uh, yep. Braga, where he did a lovely job, won mm. the cup, took them in the quarterfinals of the Europa League this season, played really good football, bringing through some young players. Very interesting. So he's on the yeah, I saw th- I saw them beat uh, Benfica. Right. Remember. That from our Portuguese correspondent. Or oh, was that Vizela? Was that. No? <laughs> well. Vizela. <laughs> well, for now, anyway, it's many thanks to Alvaro, to Jules, James, Christoph, and Brisa Jolly, a new listener. Show returns next week. Look forward to speaking to you then. You've been listening to The Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Listen ad-free on the Athletic app and discover bonus content by following the Athletic UK Audio Plus on Apple Podcasts. Find out the very latest subscription offers at theathletic.com slash totally. The Totally Football Show is an Athletic Media Company production and sponsored by Paddy Power. The Athletic.